This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, I welcome back Lindsay Nelson. A few weeks ago, Lindsay and I talked about how to make SEO agile in certain times. If you have not had a chance to listen to that episode, make sure you download and listen to it. Since we had such a good time during the first interview, I decided to bring her back and talk to her about the technical SEO audit. And just to give you a quick uh, information on who Lindsay is, Lindsay is the Vice President of Client Strategy at Transistor, a digital marketing agency that specializes in search engine marketing, SEO, and PPC. Lindsay, great to have you back. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So as I as I already outlined, obviously last time we talked about what companies should be doing or how they should approach SEO in uncertain times like these. Today we wanted to kind of almost walk back because when we talk about what companies should do in SEO, that kind of assumes they have already done the first step, which is auditing where they are. So before a company can embark on a journey to improve their SEO, obviously, um, they have to conduct a thorough analysis of their site's current status quo. Lindsay, someone might ask, why would someone want to conduct an SEO audit? Why is it important? Why should people care? Yeah, it's a really good question. And there are a variety of reasons that somebody will come to us wanting an SEO audit um, or that we might suggest an SEO to audit be completed on their site. So a big one is if they have lost or are currently losing traffic. So we hear a ton of the time we have somebody come to us and they say, hey, we launched a new website or we replatformed our website. And then all of a sudden we've had a huge drop in traffic or 50% drop in revenue. What can we do? So it's kind of this like SOS type of call. Um, and our audit is the first step there. There can be a number of other things that can happen. There can be increased competition and we need to figure out how to better position their website. Uh, say it might come to us and say that they are really stagnating and they want to grow in ways they've never grown before. Um, and an audit's going to provide us a lot of insight as to how the site is working today and how it can work tomorrow. Um, but I think the biggest piece of this is also determining the viability of an SEO program, right? I mean, a lot of people are coming to us and saying, hey, we want SEO. But before I can tell somebody that they need to do X, Y, and Z, I need to understand their website in and out. I need to know what CMS they're using, what the technical issues are, what ramifications are there going to be for things they've done in the past. Um, and this technical audit and, a, and an audit overall really gives us a good picture of how we can move forward with that site. So mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of different reasons, but most sites are going to benefit from some sort of in-depth technical and search audit. Yeah, I find it always interesting when companies decide they want to build a new website, whether that's just to create a new face of the website, the way how the website looks like. Mm -hmm. But then they completely forget about the fact that they, they they need to reconnect almost like every every page with with the new site structure or the new new site outline, and they lose so much, as you said, so much traffic. 
in those cases, I always feel like SEO is an afterthought and, and even big companies. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, in my previous career before founding Symphony Digital, worked on Fortune 100 companies. And even they had issues and forgot about the fact that they should bring us in early to help them with the transition. Because sometimes you need less work if you already pull an SEO company in or a consultant in when you are in the process of, of getting your new site live. And, and avoiding the issues that, that are out there and that Lindsay outlined. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I would 100% recommend before anybody launches a new site that you engage somebody to do SEO work, even if it's just evaluating what pages are successful on the site today to make sure those don't get removed moving forward. Um, because a lot of the times we get bra- uh, clouded by some of the, the branding and the way we feel that that data of what's really working gets lost. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What is part of an audit? So an audit is, is kind of a general statement. What what individual elements are part of an audit that needs to be conducted to identify or before you can even develop an SEO strategy? Sure. Yeah, so there are four main parts that we look at. So one is technical, and these are really like the nuts and bolts of the site. Um, what's happening in the back end? Uh, there's content, which is not only the copy on the site, but also the pages and all of the information that it contains compared to the competitors or compared to what people are actually searching for. Uh, and tied closely to that is, is on page, uh, which is the next piece. And that's a lot of the metadata. We're looking at title tags, meta descriptions, uh, things that are showing up in the search results as well as on the page. Um, The final aspect is external. So this is really where we get deep into your external link strategy, your backlink profile, and over time, uh, we want to evaluate things like large increases in links or drops in links, how you compare to other sites in the market. And if that needs to be um, a small piece of a strategy, or sometimes it can also show us some red flags like, hey, you know, you guys would be high risk of getting penalized from Google because of, you know, X, Y, and Z that we're seeing. So all four of those pieces are really important um, to see kind of where the site is today, um, what's happened in the past, and then how we're going to move it into the future. Yeah. So obviously today we want to talk about technical SEO, right? Why is it the most complex of the four areas that you just briefly mentioned? Yeah, I think technical is the most difficult because... There are so many aspects of it, and each site has different issues. And um, and even if they have the same issues, let's say site A and site B both have the same concern. Well, based on the market or the CMS or other limitations, it could be really, really important to fix it on site A, but not so important to fix it on site B. So it's really this kind of juggling act of not only understanding technical aspects of a website, but also if it's possible based on your website and also how to prioritize it. So there's just a lot of moving pieces to it and it's easy to see it as simple um, when it's actually quite complicated. And I think that's that's probably also where a lot of value is in, in an SEO company or an SEO consultant for the untrained IO, for the person that doesn't understand SEO very well. They look at, at, at the information and it's like, well, you know, I don't know whether A, B, C or D problem 
is this going to make a big impact when I solve it, right? What items in general are you looking at when you conduct a technical audit? Are there more complex things? Are there simple things that, that you always address immediately? Yeah, I think that there are, there are two separate really categories. So there's those simple fixes. And this is like indexability, crawlability. These are like checkbox type things that we can say, do you have it? Do you not have it? Um, and those things can be fixed, you know, two to four weeks, right? Depending on how fast your developer works, how fast we can get things implemented. Um, but then there's also the more complicated long-term things like your navigation, how your internal linking strategy is, um, and how everything is working together. And that's not going to be fixed in four weeks, um, but it's really important to identify those upfront in an audit like this. Can you elaborate a little bit more what, from your perspective, indexability, crawlability, what does that mean? So that people understand a little bit better yeah. what you're talking about. Sure, well, at a really basic level, this is asking the question, can Google get to our website? Can their bot, crawler, whatever you wanna call it, see all the pages we want them to see, and then also have the information they need to be able to put those in the index. Um, and if they're indexed, then people can find them in the search results, right? So um, mm -hmm. these are really, really basic things. So the first thing that is super important is gonna be your XML sitemap. Um, a lot of people get confused about this because there's also a user-facing content sitemap, and that's not what this is. This is exclusively for bots. Um, it's going to be in a very particular format, um, and it's important, one, to have it, um, but it's also important that it's a clean sitemap. So what this means is that sitemap needs to have every page on your site that you want to show up in the search results. We don't want things like a login page to show up on the sitemap, um, but every category should be on there. The home page, you know, these things are important. Um, so that's a big one. Um, a secondary one is um, the robots.txt file. So this is again, not user facing. This is only for bots. Um, and this is essentially a site-wide rule page of what they can see and what they can't see. And a lot of, developers may use this as a place to take sections out, or not even just developers, but people that um, control the website might use this to take certain sections out of the index or tell crawlers they can or cannot look at it. So important for us to evaluate, make sure nothing is being excluded um, that shouldn't be. Um, and then in that same breath, there's also something called meta robots that we want to look at. Um, and robots.txt is big site level. Um, that gives all big rules where the meta robots is page by page directives. And this is really important because people, what we can actually do is tell a crawler that we don't want an individual page to be indexed. We can also say that we don't want links to be followed. There are a number of rules with these meta robots. Um, and it's really important that you have somebody that understands meta robots to help you implement these effectively, or else they can be um, quite concerning in terms of getting pages pulled out of the index or not indexed completely. So, so those things are super important in terms of your indexability and crawlability. And I think kind of shifting and similar to that is going to be your errors and redirects. So this is... <laughs> If you yeah. just have one second go before ahead. we go into errors and, 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 and redirect. So probably to, to make it a little more understandable, it's like when you drive 
down a highway, you have traffic sign that tells you about, you know, next uh, exit is uh, Beverly Hills. I'm, I'm living in Los Angeles. So it's Beverly Hills or the next one is Culver City. And think about it in, in a similar way, right? The, the segment tells a crawler what it happens if, if they go left or right, so to speak, right? And uh, then when you are out of the highway and you're driving down the, the streets, you will have areas where you can't enter streets, right? And it's, it's kind of the same thing for robots, TXTs, and, and the meta robots. It's basically, it, it tells them, don't go in there, it's not important, or you can't go in there because it's restricted, so to speak. So in, in kind of other Absolutely. terms, that's basically what, what indexability, quality, sitemap robots, TXT, and meta robots are and what they do. Perfect. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, go ahead. Tell us about arrows and redirects, Lindsay. Yeah, absolutely. So this is something that I think is important to bring up because a lot of the times when you have like a tool, for example, that spits out an audit for you, um, you'll get this list of you have 5,404 errors and all these redirects. And I think it's important to understand what these mean. Um, so the 404 errors are dead pages. So these are pages that no longer exist on your site. Um, and we want to make sure that these are redirected and that they are a Essentially, if somebody gets to uh, a dead URL, they're sent to a different like page, um, which is what a redirect is. And it's really important that like we're talking about the whole site launch thing that when you have new pages created, if you're changing a URL, that we have to have redirects in place because Google, Google is not a mind reader. They don't know that a new or similar page has been created um, to replace that dead page. So it's really important that we put those notes in there so that Google and other search engines understand that this is happening. Um, and it also is good for users because we don't want a user to get to a dead page and then they leave your site and don't buy your products or your services. Um, so it's really important that we clean up those four or four errors. Um, and then in terms of redirects, there's a number of different types, but Commonly, you'll see a 301 and a 302 redirect. Um, and I'm going to say, like, just as a basic rule, everybody should use a 301 redirect. Like, let's just keep that basic. Um, a 302 redirect is a temporary one, and that can cause a lot of issues. So just don't use them unless you know how to use them. So there are a lot of aspects to errors and redirects that are um, thought about and incorporated into an audit. Um, but I think those are the two main things that you'll really see a lot when you start to, to dig into these technical audits that you'll, you'll get from either a person or a tool. What about site structure? How, how is that important from an audit perspective? Yeah, I think this one is really interesting because the last few parts that we talked about are very, uh, very checkbox items, right? Do you have a sitemap? Are there four or four errors? They're pretty easy to identify and understand. But the site structure aspect is a lot more complex and it's a a lot more about a person who understands websites, um, navigates your website, right? So we want to look at internal linking projects. So um, is there a link? Are there links within the copy of a page? So I'm not talking about top navigation or like learn more buttons, but actually like those little blue links within the copy. Um, are they using descriptive anchor text? Are there, are there orphan pages? So are there pages that are floating around in the site somewhere, but not linked. Um, those are important to identify. We want to understand if the the site 
um, hierarchy, the navigation makes sense. Are there sections that are being deprioritized? So if you're less than two or three clicks from the homepage, Google sees those pages and sections as not important or much less important than the ones that are are being found in the top navigation. So we do a full analysis of the site and how it should be maybe ideally structured. So this is looking at search trends, search volume, competitors, um, and seeing how your site is different from others um, and how we can make it better. So this is typically a lot more long-term, right? Um, this is not going to be something that's going to be fixed tomorrow. Um, but this can also be the most impactful in your search uh, traffic. Um, fixing your sitemap is great. You may see some quick little benefits from improving some of those basic technical things. Um, but really, when you're going to start to see traffic growth is when your site is structured optimally. And this is really that heavy piece um, that is going to give you that information to help this site grow and succeed in the future. Lindsay, I want to go back to indexability, crawlability, and errors and redirects. If a site had, it has issues in those areas, what does that mean for them as it relates to traffic? Um, and maybe before that, as it relates to the Google crawler spider, again, however we want to call it, going to the site and accessing the site and pulling information relevant to individual pages? Yeah, I think what this does, so if you don't have these kind of ducks in a row with the indexability and crawlability, um, there's a strong chance that there are a lot of pages on your site that are being ignored. Um, and that's really what the goal is here is to make sure that Google is seeing as many pages as possible. Um, and any way that they can discover those is going to make those pages more successful. Um, so that's a big piece of, okay, if there is a 404 error um, and that page has a bunch of external links to it, let's say, if we can put a 301 redirect in place, well, that'll give a nice boost to the new page that's happening or, or that's live. Um, so we're able to kind of clean up the experience and help pages that are suffering right now um, and give those those nice little boosts to help um, crawlers really discover the site in its entirety. Okay. And then from a, from a site structure perspective, you mentioned anchor text. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about anchor text? What does it mean? What yeah. is an anchor text and why is it important? Sure, sure. So, and so the anchor text is the text. So if you're looking at like a little block of copy on your site, um, there can be a link on the words, right? So typically they're a different color, maybe blue, depending on your branding, it could be a different color. But essentially those words, if they're clicked on, takes you to another page um, on your site. So it could be on an external site as well. Um, but really heavily with an audit, we're looking at internal linking. So linking from one page on our site to another page on our site. And what we want is that anchor text so that the words where the link is being held um, be descriptive of the page that it's linked to. So that can give some nice uh, keyword value to supportive pages on the site, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. um, it, it allows for these connections to be built in Google to make a better um, 
web and understanding of what's on this site and what's on all of these pages. If we have great descriptive anchor text, Google understands what this next page is about without having to read it all. Um, and we want to make it, again, as quick and easy as possible for them. Okay. Are load times or how fast a site loads part of a technical audit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and honestly, the more that mobile is becoming so important. So it's actually, we're at mobile first indexing now where Google is 100% invested in uh, mobile traffic and mobile indexation and ranks. Uh, and speed is really, really important when it comes to that. So um, we definitely do a number of speed tests and evaluate things we can do. Sometimes there are quicker wins like shrinking your image size. Um, and then there are other things you may look at that um, are more about how your images are stored and pulled in and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely site speed is, is an important aspect of an audit. For sites with a few pages, this sounds like something that someone could do you know, with, with some basic understanding. Um, it may be a kind of a, a checklist that could could go through their individual pages and do this almost manually. But for sites with hundreds or even thousands of pages, this sounds like a lot of work to do. Are there tools? And if so, what kind of tools are available to help in the discovery process, in the audit process to collect information? Yeah, so we definitely, so we use tools. We're an agency that does audits all the time and we use a number of tools. Um, and a lot of these can be used individually, but you're definitely not going to get the whole picture if you use them individually. So I love Screaming Frog, which is one that just completely crawls your site, gives you all of that like really hearty technical data that you need, not expensive, um, but also not super maybe intuitive to somebody that doesn't understand it. Um, there's sites like SEMrush or Ahrefs that are really great for um, somebody just to get like a quick audit done or some really easy information that they can um, pull from. We also use that for like rank data, competitor information, backlink profiles. Um, there's like deep crawl. There's, there's so many tools out there. I think Moz is one that um, you can also use that'll give you some quick outputs. Um, and the cool thing is, is like we have access to, you know, six or eight of these that we can pull all of them through. And that's part of it. Um, instead of you having to go and pull all this information manually. So that's, I guess, the benefit, one of them, of going through an agency partner or just a freelancer even. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it sounds like that all you need is a tool. And the tool gives you all the information. So why do you need an agency or an SEO consultant? Isn't what I get from the tool already enough information to go ahead and fix my website or fix the website of the business I'm working for? Well, that would be really nice and it would make it a lot easier. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, tools are just that. They're just, um, they're just tools. They're exports uh, without any um, experienced eye looking at it. Um, and like I said earlier in our conversation, something that's important to one site, even from a technical perspective, can be completely irrelevant or a lot less meaningful to another site. So I think that it's it's crucial, honestly, to have somebody with um, insight on, on priorities and the ability to do um, 
the the search research that like an SEO agency would do to be able to get that information um, and really make sense of what those tools are exporting. So yeah, you know, you can do uh, an export from Screaming Frog, but then figuring out like what to do next is where people get lost. Yeah, and, and just to, to clarify, um, obviously, I know that <laughs> just having a tool is not a solution. Right. It, it's about identifying which items have priority, right? Which are the low-hanging fruits? Which are mm -hmm. the to, to implement or to make fixes for or to even see results being impacted? So that's, that's, that's definitely other consideration points why it makes sense to get an SEO consultant or an agency to, to help with identifying the information. Once an audit is completed, what is the next step? Yeah, and I think that this is really where an agency or, or a consultant of any sort is going to make the big difference. So you have this audit, you understand where the issues are with your website. Um, you know, what do you do with it? So what our next steps are is we will, um, at the end of every audit, I always have this like fancy table, which is not fancy at all, that says, here are all of the issues we identified. This is your priority, high, medium to low. This is the person or team that would be responsible for making this change. And this is how you do it, right? So mm -hmm. here's a easy way that we can all coordinate with each other and get things done. And then a part of this is also going to be do we need more SEO support moving forward? Um, are we going to have to take this and say, okay, you know, we have a major navigation problem. We are hiding a bunch of information, six clicks from the, the homepage. Okay, we need uh, an SEO agency to really help us plan that out, figure out what pages we need, where they should be. And then we'll kind of build out a longer term plan based on the findings of that audit. So once the audit's done, we figure out what needs to be completed by who and really what the time frame is. Um, but even with that said, like one audit is not not like it, that's it and it's done. So you do the audit, you implement it and you're like, good to go. Green light, SEO is perfect. Um, I, <laughs> it would be really awesome, but that's not the case. Um, I'm, it, it I'm is glad really you, sorry, go ahead. You finish your thoughts. No, yeah, no, it's, it's a process. It's, you know, we have to come back and revisit, especially when there's a lot of people touching the site all the time. Um, we have to do audits, you know, all the time. So at least twice a year, if not, you know, once every other month, just to to make sure we don't have things that are breaking um, and really impacting search. So yes, it's not a one and done. Yeah, and I'm glad you just said that I, because I want to make sure that no one gets the idea that you do the audit, you get a list of what needs to be fixed and then you're done. I think we hear that a lot, right? But I don't know, mm -hmm. at least I hear that a lot when I talk to companies. Um, I don't know if it is the same for you. It's like, so you do an audit and then we're good? It's like, no. You're not good because then the, the big work actually starts, right? You need to take the information right. and, and develop an SEO strategy. And again, as you mentioned earlier, right, it, it differs from, from company to company. Some companies might have great content and they might need a new internal linking strategy, for example, or mm -hmm. they are missing backlinks to kind of get their good content further up in search engine on search and result pages. Others have too little content. So there's a there's a number of things that need to be done and it's it's an ongoing activity and that needs to adjust also to to the changing environment that Google or any other search engine is because they release constant updates on how they want 
pages to behave in in kind of the search engine realm, if, if we can say that that way. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. It's it's this kind of moving target. And, and I also always like to emphasize that if your competitors are actively investing in search and constantly changing, but you're not, um, you're going to fall behind, right? So other people are doing it and they are going to progress ahead of the sites that are not, unfortunately. Um, so keeping that in mind that this is kind of something you have to water and take care of and nurture um, over time is, is really great. And, and the cool thing about SEO is that the things you do today are going to impact you for six months, a year, two years. These aren't things that like you do it today and it only helps you today. Um, so even if you can only afford for some reason, you know, six months or a year of SEO support, like the things that get done within that year are going to benefit you in the future as well. So it's it's definitely this thing that's that's constantly growing um, and evolving on itself. Yeah. So one of the things I hear quite often is um, when I talk to, to companies, it's like, so if we do uh, start with the audit today and we get it done over the next 30 days, how soon can I see results? Not only as it relates to making changes that were identified, but also how soon can I see results in regards to increased traffic? What, what is your answer to this question? I'm sure you get this answer a lot. Yes, yes. And my my answer is always the same. I don't have a perfect answer for that. Um, there, there is no wonderful timeline like Google will have these index. They will make changes within, you know, three hours. Um, part of it is the size of your website and how often Google crawls your site. Um, we can do things like uh ping Google to recrawl your site. Um, you know, we can do like little things to help encourage traffic to grow faster or for Google to recognize the changes that we've made. But really, we don't typically start to see changes um, in traffic, at least for like a good four to six weeks. And again, it's totally dependent on the market, the type of changes that are happening. Um, and, and all of that, it's kind of this Again, moving target, we don't have a perfect answer, um, but it's definitely something that we can monitor and track over time and make sure that things are progressing in the right direction. Yeah. So a little while ago, we talked and, and throughout this, this, this conversation, we mentioned, I think, two ways that an audit could be done, right? You could use third-party tools to get, to collect information about your website in for a number of areas, not only the technical side, but it can also give you content information, on-page information, and also external information. But you could also work for an SEO pro, whether that is an agency or a consultant. Do you have any other thoughts on why is one or the other better? Yeah, I mean, I I am a strong proponent of always, um, if you can, working with some sort of SEO consultant. I think people get lost in the amount of information that is exported from any sort of tool. Um, and I know us, along with other agencies out there, individual consultants will work with websites of really any size just to try to get them in the right place, right? I want to help websites um, and people do better and improve. Um, so we're always willing to kind of work within budgets. And um, I think there's a lot of us out there that just kind of want to help <laughs> as much as we can. Um, so if you can, you know, get that extra support, you'll probably end up saving money instead of investing in this long-term 
one subscription for something you're not even going to really use, um, you know, doing kind of even if it's a short term project, I think that's going to benefit you a lot more in the the long run than paying for some tool that you never really get to use effectively. Yeah, yeah. Well, if if someone wants to now hire, again, whether it's an individual or a company, and, and they don't really have much knowledge on SEO, how would they be able to qualify the, the, the service provider? Yeah, I mean, all SEO people are not created equal. I'm going to start with that. I have heard from many people like, oh, there was this SEO guy and he didn't do anything for us. Okay, so mm -hmm. there are those um, but I think that there are some questions that you can ask as a business owner um, or a marketing manager to really qualify somebody. One is their experience. You know, have you worked with our platform before? I can tell you from experience, working with a Magento site versus a WordPress site is worlds apart. Um, and understanding the limitations of your, your platform is really important. Um, so that would be a question. Honestly, I would like to see um, what your output is going to look like. What kind of information can I expect? Can I see a finished product, even if it doesn't have client information? I just want to understand what information I'm going to get. And then what's the next step? So we kind of talked about what my next steps would be. Um, but if somebody comes to you and just says, oh, you know, just send this to your developer, they'll know what to do. Like, that's that's not true. <laughs> Most developers are not just going to know what to do to fix these things. Um, and maybe they'll be able to fix some of it, uh, but definitely not just like, just give them this and they'll know how to fix it all. Um, so I think a few things, whether it's the the examples, their experience, and then what the, the final uh, execution is going to look like. If you have those three answers, you should be able to find somebody pretty well qualified. So does that mean this, that the SEO specialist is, is, is creating a document, handing it over, obviously assisting the, the, the web team to get it in place? Or are there also instances where an SEO provider would help or even make the changes themselves? Yeah, I mean, it totally depends. Um, so we kind of work in two different ways. There are some things that we are not, not a developer. I am not going to be able to code your website in any kind of way. Um, but I have worked within CMSs and I can make those changes um, to certain things. And we could kind of work through what things I would be capable of versus a developer. Um, and we have some clients that just honestly say, we don't want you to touch anything. We would rather just our our dev team take care of it and that's totally fine too. So I think it's just dependent on comfort level and um, maybe the internal resources. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for again joining me on the Performance Web Podcast and for, for sharing your knowledge on how to do a technical SEO audit or what is part of a technical SEO audit. Again, I really enjoyed our conversation. If people want to find out more about you, Transistor, how can they get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. So um, anybody can go to transistordigital.com about us. Um, and I'm always willing to have conversations with people. Send me an email. It's lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-I-E at J-F-E-T dot I-O. So always open to talking to anybody that needs help. Wonderful. Well, thanks everyone for listening. 
If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.